0: Okay, good to see everybody. Good to be back learning the Seals of Sharm after a uh, one-week hiatus. Uh, we're starting uh, Parakid Aleph, and just to recap again, because we talked about Parakid two weeks ago, um, and stuff could die to kind of recap. We had started, right, the Seals of Sharm starts out with the Mida of Zahiros, which is avoiding Isurim, um, and then it goes to Zerizos, which is the midah of uh, kind of being zaris and uh, kind of putting an effort uh, to go and do mitzvos. And then it talked about nikius, which was we talked about literally translated as cleanliness, which doesn't do us any good. Uh, But what it means is basically the Isurim, which a person rationalizes. right? The Isurim that a person, we know that people know that things are usur, but they perhaps will rationalize them Based on their own intellect and their desires, etc. So we had pointed out that if Zeros is making us avoid Averros like they're poison, so what's the point of uh, you know what's the point of Nikias? And Nikias again is something that is murkier, right? We know to be quote unquote clean means that to, for the Averros that we know are usser, but they're like fifty percent Um, Even though you don't, you know, to avoid fifty percent poison, but so we rationalize uh, that these things. Are quote unquote good for us, right? We have you there's a unique yitzharah to do such things. So that's where the Ramchal starts with this, this starts parakud aleph, right? He says right? right? The details of Nikias, of cleanliness, right? Are, I hate translating cleanliness, so we'll just use it as Nikias, right? Are many, and he says that basically they're based on all of 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 the isurim. Every isur has some sort of uh, especially Yitzhahara, right? That, uh, that in the scenario that a person right, can rationalize, oh, maybe I should I should do this. Like, for example, and right now I don't have any taifa to wear but if for whatever reason I saw a nice piece of clothing that had shatneys in it, so then I would be tempted, right? I would think, well, maybe it's not so us, or et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, right? Then the Yitzhahara gets, gets started. But some of Eros, says Ramchal, are more taivadic. Those are more desirable. The human nature is such. Right, that uh, that they we want them very much, and therefore our brains will rationalize them even more. Um, and so those require special effort, extra strength. Uh, and the first two that we're going to talk about today, we're only, I, I struggled how to break this down because it's really it's like a, it's like 30 pages. So the first two we're going to talk about today are Geneva and theft and arios and uh, inappropriate uh, relationships. Um, so that's again the, the, Gemara, the Ramchal quotes the Gemara here in the second paragraph. If you're following along, it's page 57 in the Mesil Scharim, and at least in the, 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 the Feldheim edition. So uh, it really goes Gemara in, in, in Chagigah that we've mentioned, uh, that we've mentioned, uh, or not this one? I'm sorry, we haven't mentioned this one yet. Right, that the man's nature is drawn towards theft uh, and uh, and inappropriate relationships. So let, let's move on to uh, the first one. Theft are under as as you're going to see. We, we there are general categories that we'll talk about. Many people don't actually go out and think, "Oh, I'm going to go steal an old lady's purse." People don't actually go out and think, "Oh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to grab my neighbor's wife." But as you'll see, he's going he's going to kind of delineate right how all of these halakos have many details inside of them, uh, and those are very very much uh related to our everyday. So let's just vine Achnurim in the third paragraph. Shafish Adam Ganovim uh That's what he says. That we see that even though most people are not right highway robbers, right? Most people are not uh you know stealing out in the open, but Right. However, afopikein, however, just to skip a line, rubam to'emim tam geneva, fascinating language, most of them taste the flavor of geneva, in masa u'matan, which means in business. p'mashe yoru heter people decide that things are mutter for themselves, p'mashe for themselves, to become more wealthy uh, at the expense uh, of their friend. Right, fascinating right well once people 99 percent of jews would be like i would never steal something outright from somebody but once it becomes once you get to the realm of business it's all of a sudden all's fair in business right people rationalize this is the norm of the business practices this is what everybody does Right. And, and people all of a sudden are benefiting from your friend's loss, downfall, etc. And as we're going to see in a second, there are a lot of Isurim, Right? In the next paragraph, he says there are a lot of Isurim associated with this. Lotiknov tignov, lo tigzol, sashok is uh, is uh, what's it called? Is uh, it shouldn't uh, if you lend money to someone, you shouldn't bother them. Uh, lo shakru don't, uh, don't lie. Already quotes a bunch of yisurim. Right? A tremendous amount of halachos that are relevant in business. Um, and a lot of these practices aren't even necessarily outlawed by the countries that we're living in, right? But and that makes it even more hard, harder because you know everybody's doing it, but they could well as well be usur uh, in halacha. But it quotes a fascinating puzzle, not in this not in this paragraph, but the next paragraph quotes a fascinating puzzle in Yecheskel. The, the, the Yecheskel there is distinguishing between a tzaddik and a rasha. So he says that how do you again the Gemara says in Sanhedrin? It quotes his puzzle, How do how does Yecheskel? distinguish between a tzaddik and a rasha. So one of the things he says, he says, re'ehu lo'time. He didn't take his neighbor's wife. So, <laughs> so that makes a person a tzaddik. So the Gemara there in Sanhedrin explains that it's not talking about arayos, which we'll get to later today. It's talking about business. It's talking about someone who didn't overreach and encroach on his friend's business. That's a tzaddik. Because it's a tremendous, it's hard to do so, certainly if you're in the same, in the, in the same field. Um, and, and it is not only on the employer side, it's also, uh, on the employee side, right? He says, uh, if you skip a couple of paragraphs over here, uh, right, meaning that, uh, um, if you look at it, it's fascinating. If you look at the parallels in halacha between someone who's been hired for their time, right? And an Eved, right, there are very few differences, right? Once a person is hired for their time, your time is not his or hers right? the extent the Gemara bracha says he quotes over here that a worker a worker that's what we just quoted is a worker is putter from saying a bracha Rishona and a Durabanan brachas and benching right benching is Dal raisa, but there are certain brachas and benching that are Durabanan the Gemara says that a worker who is hired let's say for an hour to pick apples in a field does not say Hamotzi does not say the Harachamans after he benches right even for a few moments and right, he shouldn't take away from working for his employer, right? Even say Krishma says he quotes right here. I feel Kriyshma. he says the first parsha, right? Anything else, right? Is to say more than that would be theft because the guy hired you for an hour to pick his a- to pick apples, and then the Ramchal drops the hammer. Kal ben benosho, kal certainly, the for something that is not a mitzvah, right? Again, I would imagine most people when they are working. Uh, or have their phones or whatever nearby internet browser up, etc. And, uh, you know, every few minutes to take a peek. Now, again, nowadays business practices, I don't want to speak. I'm not in business. I don't know what the accepted and even stated, uh, you know, uh, uh, permissibilities are for people who are working at a computer, let's say for six hours straight. I'd imagine that the boss would be very open and happy for them to take a few minutes. To refresh and recharge their brain, but that should be explicit. Right? If you, someone's hiring you for an hour, right, it's an hour. It's to the point where Chazal said you you, you shouldn't even do mitzvahs to Rabbanan, kavachum or something that you should just kind of like you know take a phone call, etc. Right? If a person does that, if a person takes away from the time of his employer, so that's theft right what's the difference between taking an item and taking someone's time right? the ram illustrates quotes of the Titus, there's a guy named abba Chilkia, and the rabbi he's a tremendous tzaddik, and the rabbis came to him to daven for rain and he said he didn't even respond to them to say hi because he was working he didn't even, he didn't even acknowledge them because he was so busy working right if you flip the page to page uh, nun test page 59 he quotes, right? he quotes yaakov avinu yaakov avinu says and passionately to love him when love him chases him down Says, why'd you run away with my kids, etc.? Ya- Yaakov has this fascinating discourse that we actually don't hear about until Yaakov says something. But he says, listen, when, when I was I was watching your sheep, I was the most honest ever. I was, he says, I a during the daytime. I, I didn't drink anything. I couldn't, I, I, at night I was freezing, I didn't sleep. There was ice. There was snow. It was fascinating. That's, for, I think, that's, a, if I'm not mistaken, in the first place snow is mentioned in the Torah. It's like a trivia question. But like Yaakov was saying, like I literally didn't. Nothing stopped me. There were no excuses. I was working. I was so honest. Like, that has to be, that has to be our attitude. Right? there needs to be a real mechila a stated mechila. If you're going to be working for someone right and for you to go on your phone for 10 minutes in the middle of an hour if you're getting paid hourly if you're getting paid to do a job and he doesn't and the the employer doesn't care when you get the job done fine but if you're getting paid hourly an hourly wage so a person's time is not his a person's time belongs to the employer there really should be a stated uh, mechila, not an assumed Kind of like oh i'm sure they'll be fine with it if a person rents themselves out to the day right any any time you take for yourself if they're paying you for your time is is geneva and we obviously and this is what the Roman call is saying this is a type of geneva and theft that we rationalize all the time i right? certainly all the time i myself definitely included i remember when i was working a nine to five sitting at a computer i yeah, this open and that open, and I got my job done here and job done there. I, you know, the person rationalizes that all the time. So, kill the shaldaver. So, the rule is, as he says, and again, the second paragraph on, on page 59, right, that if a person is hired out for hours, that the hours are, are hired out. Um, and even to do a mitzvah, the, again, the power, power of rationalization, that's what we're talking about, that nikios is avoiding rationalizing these uh, inappropriate behaviors. Certainly, to do a mitzvah. Right, so he quotes over here, it's, it's uh, uh, lolitz, where is it, uh, okay, that's that, paragraph. oh, the next paragraph, yeah, te lo el if a person stops his work to do a mitzvah, so it's not a mitzvah, it's an avera, right, as he says, sonai okay, he quotes a positive in um, right, again, so basically, that this is, this is what he's saying, that we have to combat this power of rationalization, uh, and again, he quotes a Gemara in Bava Kama that says a person can't make a bracha on stolen goods, right? It's not a bracha. Uh, it's a blasphemy is the bad translation of, uh no, it's Hashem. But okay, whatever. I mean, he says it again. What's the difference between stolen goods and stolen time? Right? It's an as He quotes over here that, who uh, right? wants not necessarily emunah in the sense of emunah bitachem, but he, he wants our faith. And right, he wants our, to have uh, you know faith in a barhu that you know this is our shdalos that we put in, put in work, uh, and the work we do we should be honest. Um, and just to get to, to, to page uh, to page sixty, right? That's what kashbaru, writes, Second paragraph, kashbaru wants our emuna. He again; he's quoting a bunch of psukim here from Chazal, um, right? And he quotes a fascinating puzzle about Yov Right? Eiv says beautifully about his own righteousness. Yehov was a guy, according to many opinions. He says, uh, let's just find the passage over here, right? In, right in the third paragraph, in mini haderech. Right, Right, again, the second part of the what I just wanted to mention, After my eyes went, my heart and all of a sudden, my hands are sticky, are grabbing things. Meaning, he says, it's a progression. A person starts looking with their eyes. Their eyes seek out. The heart finds reasons to justify taking the items. Right and the, again through the eyes and the heart, right? You have these ethereum, A person is more A person decides that these things are mutter, and all of a sudden, somehow it ends up in a person's hands. If I were to ask you, uh, should you take money from this person? Of course, you would say no. But through you know through a person's eyes, through a person's heart, right? You don't go steal it outright, but there's some corner cutting, and all of a sudden you end up with a person's money, uh, time, uh, etc. So on on page on page, the bottom of page Samach over here, so that he now turns right two um something called ona now ona has as several manifestations in halakha uh, one of them is uh overcharging that if let's say if a, the is that if a person overcharges and for an item one-sixth more than market value so let's say market value for something is six dollars and you charge seven so legally in halakha the buyer is allowed to nullify the sale and say too much you charge me too much that's ona there's there's something called ona's tvarim, which is uh, kind of like uh, misleading someone but ona basically just in the vernacular ona is cheating in business right it, it, ona is cheating anything that is fraudulent anything that is uh, defrauding of a potential buyer partner etc etc now this is we can to spend a, a page or two on this or three um, cheating in business is extremely underrated um you know, the Torah calls it a Toeva, calls it an abomination, right? I think, I think the, the, the toeva and the abomination that is obviously most famous and gets the most play uh, are the ones that are in, have to do with immorality. Uh, but the Torah calls several things an abomination. Uh, one of them is cheating in business. Uh, and I feel like people just don't talk about it. Um, you know, on the flip side, this is one of the things that the Torah promises long life for, right? There are three things that the Torah promises long life. The two of them are famous right keep it of aim and shiloh Haken, sending away the mother bird and and you know honoring your parents the third one is being honest in business having even weights they used to weigh things right they used to, to figure out payment they used to weigh right and figure out that way so having even weights Torah says at the end of key states is is in a is something that you get long life for right so being honest in business is very, probably underrated in how serious it's it's draw, drawn uh, and discussed uh, in the Torah. So that's what he, he turns to now. In terms of the katatavona, it's so easy, says Ramchal, right? it's so easy for a person to be seduced and to, and to fall right in this area, uh, in kind of defrauding uh, your friend. Because again, think about it, how it the line is very blurry between making your produce or your merch look good and lying and defrauding a potential buyer. right It's very blurry. But again on the one hand, a person is allowed to I don't know shine up their apples right and make their apples look nice and you know get the, get a paint job on the car they're selling or whatever it is. That's murder. you're allowed to you know make your merchandise look good but you're not allowed to tell it's kind of you know fake what's a, what something else is. Uh, you're not allowed to kind of defraud somebody. So where is the line? And, and when you're dealing with business and everybody's doing it, right, it's so easy to be enticed and succumb uh, in this area. Um, you know, to deceive again, to make an apple look like a mango, right, that's a stupid example. But you know what I'm saying? That's obviously cheating. So you have to fight your Yitzhara, right, to the umpteenth degree. Uh, and a person also has studied these halakhos, right? Again, I, I, I'm not a bucky in these halachos. I'm not in business. But if you're going into business, you have to know what's motor and what's not. Uh, again, for example, the quotes over here, the Gemara above the says, you can't make old utensils look new. Right? Okay, that you get. But you also, says the Gemara, you can't mix grain from one field with grain from another field right even if it's all fresh if the prices would be different uh, if you own a fruit store you can't mix today's apples with yesterday's apples if you charge the same amount even if yesterday's apples would be a penny cheaper you can't mix them right that's the positive call right Anything, anyone who does this does it, is it doesn't have era right and the the, the is, illustrates on um, you know, if you're following along on page 61 on, on the second paragraph um again if a person steals even a penny it's as if he took his life now what does that mean right it took a person's life for a penny so first of all ramachal is pointing out that um they do a risk reward here what are you what are you really coming away with a couple of pennies and you end up with the avera of gezel. in addition right again a person, if, if someone is wealthy, and it's it's hard to imagine nowadays, Baruch Hashem, as we've been explaining, that there's just a ridiculous amount of wealth in the world. If you overcharge someone by a few pennies, Tachlis it won't make or break them. Uh, back then, people were not as wealthy, uh, but even nowadays, many many Jews were making very fine salaries, and because of whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, gas prices, tuition prices, uh, insurance prices, whatever it is a lot of Jews are living month to month. Now you overcharge them on, I don't know, meat for Shabbos or whatever it is, or that's not a good example, but let's say, they don't have enough, now they don't have enough money for gas, now they don't have enough money to get this educational opportunity for their kids, and now they need to take a second job. Again, it seems dramatic, but these little amounts add up, uh, and all of a sudden, right, it, you're taking someone's life, the time that they spend, the effort they put in, you've taken away from them hours of their lives and made, making them work harder for their livelihood. In addition says says ramchal that akash Barhu changes the natural order right, for the worse if he sees that people are not careful about this right Gimartina says there will be less rain right, Again, again, because the rain was the key to people's parnasa if people aren't dealing with their parnasa nor in a natural way in a, in an honest way and uh, doing their established and reasoning realizing that their parnasa really comes from akash baruchu, so akash baruchu is like okay fine so i'll withhold all the means by which you need to make a living if you're going to cheat so why should I give you the means to be able to cheat other people? Right, people needed rain for growth, me too, can I get me though. You're going to overcharge people for the wheat that I gave you, so I'll give you less of it. Right? And, and, and if it gets really bad, like, like the Dora Mabel, right? again, their, their fate was sealed because of Gezo. Again, what was going on over there, the Medrash says, that people would steal less than the Pruta. Right, You'd have a guy, to have a pile of nuts, or I forget the example of the Medrash, but a pile of nuts, let's say, and each kid would come and take one. So what are you going to do with one kid? who takes. Well, you can't yellow. You can't. You know. I guess you could get a guard. But if everybody took one, you can't prosecute them. But all of a sudden, the guy has no produce to sell. The entire society crumbled because no one can make a living a living anymore. And a kashmir who destroyed them. So the question is, where do you where do you, where do you draw the line? Where is the line between clear and honest advertising of your excellent merch and violating the ISR of deceiving your customers? So Khal says what you might expect. That the line gets blurry but the demarcation the explanation of the line is not and it's very clear if a person does something to show the true value of your item so that's fine but if a person does something to hide something about an item so that's oh nah that's fraud right it's you're welcome to get a paint job but if you tell someone that this car has uh, I don't know a 1.6 engine and it has a 1.4 engine, or that the that the shocks were replaced last week, and they were replaced three years ago. So that's a lie. So and that makes it again. Think about it. this. Makes a lot of sense. If Nikios, if this Mida is about taking yourself out of the picture, right? Of taking away objective of objectivity, and making it as if you're looking at the situation from a third party perspective. Of course, that's how you would define it. But of course, you'd say if you're lying, it's wrong. If it's not, you're not lying, and you're telling the truth about something, it's fine. But when you're the owner, right, once you're the balabos. All of a sudden, that line is very blurry. The rationalization takes away any objectivity that you might have. So you think that hiding a few flaws in the car or the house or whatever you're selling, that's just business. That's just good business. You're just a good salesman. Really, that's Osir and that's Ram He doesn't have to explain that, that straight up psukim, right? For the, the psukim are very clear. He doesn't really have to you know, go on. But he said that, uh, or, says that it's also the says also to skew your weights again. I said that as they used to, you know, put produce on one side and have some sort of weights so and you could figure out the price. Uh, again, he quotes a puzzle that it's a teveva, a cheating business, um, and similarly taking interest on a loan. He says ribbis. Right, if you're on, if you're following along in the text, it's page sixty-two in the third paragraph. Right, there's a concept of interest. Interest is present everywhere in the world. Everybody takes interest. All banks take interest. Every loan there is interest. Torah says Jews should not take interest from fellow Jews. Gemara Bava Metzia and Aleph, Right, it says that again. He quotes it over here. It says you're a kofar belukeh yisrael. Right, you're a kofar. You're an abikores if you if you charge interest on a loan to your fra- fellow Jew. again, what's the idea? Is as if it's as if you're saying a Koshbar who's not watching and taking care of every very, everybody's parnasa. Right, We've, every Jew is a brother to each other, and it's obligation to help our brother, whether it's through tzedakah or Interest-free loans, right? If, if a kosh baruch who you with a surplus of money and someone needs a loan, it's a tremendous mitzvah to give it to them. Right? It's probably not talked about, talked about often enough. A lot of people talk about tzedakah, but giving someone a loan is uh, just as, if not even greater. Right? I, I personally have only lent real money like uh, once or twice in my life, and I'm mitzvah to do it again. But to give someone a loan without ribbis, and that's very rationalized. A lot of people like, what do you mean? It's normal business practice to lend someone. I don't know hundred thousand dollars and expect back a hundred and five thousand dollars that's uh, they're using money i could have used that money for something to uh, says the torah the, that's also right even though we have a lot of rationalization bottom line the sheldaver says since there's so many areas where a person can be taking money from someone else in an improper manner they have this tremendous yetzahara in these areas and a person needs to have this midah of nikios to kind of try and pull themselves out of their partiality and of their objectivity. Right? Again, we have to, as I said, I learned mrs Hashanah from David Miller, so he explained that a per, we don't think that a person, just because of, there's an extra Yitzhahara, that you have to abstain from these activities. That's not how the Torah, the Torah wants us to live our lives. We have to deal with the Yitzhahara head on. right? We don't run away and live alone and avoid these activities just because of the next year For as we're talking about theft and other things. But we have to deal with these challenges. So because of that, it says Ramchal, right? a person needs to spend a lot of time thinking about these things and kind of analyzing and being vigilant. Unfortunately, as he says, this is not me talking, this is the Ramchal. There are many from people, right, who, I, I'm not talking about anybody specifically, I'm just literally reading the Ramchal. There are many from people who are very from and do many good things. I'll just read it in the text so you don't think I'm actually talking about, like, types of groups of people. Uh, There are many people. He's not talking about Hasidim. He means a Hasid isn't like someone who's like religious or from. That's not what he's talking about. There are a lot of people who are very from. I like how he puts it. Meaning, but in this realm, in terms of money and business. They are not able to reach that same level. That's I like that. that's how he puts it. Basically, people have unfortunately rationalization. Even though many people are very very firm, but when it comes to money, all of a sudden, right? They're not able to to rational to, to defeat the rationalization, defeat the Eitzahar in this realm. Okay. So he just finishes off the discussion about theft. I've only mentioned one mitzvah and all these details. And He says each mitzvah has its own pitfalls. Right again, he, he repeats that he uh, doesn't repeat, but he reiterates that he's just going to mention the averus that people have a tremendous taiva and a tremendous desire and extra challenges uh, in this realm, and that's how he shifts over to immorality. Right again, we might have thought that immorality would come first. If you would tell, if I would ask you, what is the iser that people have the most desire for, the most innate, inherent yitzhar for? I think most of us would knee-jerk to arayos, all immediately say arayos immorality. Says Ramchal, that may be true, but in terms of rationalization, again, that's the media we're talking about over here, in terms of rationalization, it comes uh, a little bit after theft. Right? As I said, this is the Gemara they that we quoted before, rubam bagezo, umiotumba ba that most people violate theft in some form or fashion, less people violate arayos, and again, simply as we explained in Perikyod, right, that People, are it's much harder to rationalize ARIOS. If a if a couple is married. So they're married. They're forbidden. They're taken. They're off the market. That we have an ability to to under understand. Much harder to rationalize that. But right again. But there still are, as you'll see in a second, there are details that are Proton within uh, the Arayos that unfortunately uh, is is much more common nowadays. Um, and nowadays, I would just add that unfortunately unfortunately that our society has ca- gone to a point where that's not even so push by right? the concept of open relationships and in, in non-jewish hopefully circles that uh that certainly even being married is not as off the table as it used to be uh, and certainly before the couple is married when, when people were in high school uh anything can be rationalized uh i remember like uh i had a cousin who came to me and was talking this is a long time ago I was like 25 just first married he was talking about how you know he he, he rationalized when he was younger you know he, he felt bad that he he talked to girls because how was he going to know how to talk to girls when he's on later later in life and he was like it was very it was very cute it was it was, it was very innocent and like he couldn't believe that he had he rationalized that he he talked to girls earlier as opposed to you know later when it was only for marriage Long story short, whatever. God bless that guy. But so many things are on the table nowadays. Uh, unfortunately, that was not on the table. Uh, I talk like I'm so old, like even fifteen, twenty years ago. Um, and we, unfortunately, everything is rationalized, right? There is no re- he was, <laughs> there is no need to. There is no rationalization that will allow these serum that we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes. Right? Oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to talk to girls? How am I going to know how to be married? How am I going to know? It's, it's all rationalization. When it comes to that area, it's 99.9999999% of all these cases. A person is just rationalizing to uh, indulge their yitzhara. Uh So again, as he says, even though people realize that actual arayos are forbidden, but all the other stuff that leads up to actual immorality, quote, uh, the Ramchal quotes, the Do not come close to arayos. Do not come close to immorality. Just to quote the, I'm in the, I'm on page 63 of the third paragraph. Ki ain iser gufo Right, forget the actual iser of arayos that we're hopefully able to realize is inappropriate. Right, anything that leads a person to these types of things. The Pazik says, right, do not come close to violating arayos. Right, as a Kosh uh, Baruch okay, fine. Amar Kosh just to, to skip a little bit. Ah, okay, no, sorry, I take it back. Um, uh, one second, right. That's what I want to mention. Um, the Ramch- meaning there, there's all these things he's going to mention in a moment, but uh, don't come close to to immorality. Meaning, there's Nagia, there's yichud. Right again, he's the, Ramb- the, the Ramchal The seems to weigh in. He seems to say that there's a machugah. I'm sure that he was you know talking about in Sam, that uh, whether negia is darais or darabanan. The Rambam in uh, Mitzvot Shindon Gimel says it's the Arisa, based on this pasuk. The Ramban says uh, it's the rambanan. The Ramchal seems to be kind of explaining like the Ramban. Uh, if you read the text um, and that says it's the rambanan, but still we're gonna we're gonna see in a second that uh, it's just as serious. Um, but basically there are all, all these things that 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 lead up to uh, to Araya. So now the next paragraph is where is the is where he it connects it to nazir, and that's why it kind of. Had to stop myself. Okay, the Rambi, uh the Ramikhal quotes the Medrash that compares immorality, Arios, to a Nazir. Now, what is what is the comparison? So, first of all, what is a Nazir? Nazir is someone who takes an oath, takes a vow, and says, "I'm not going to drink wine. I'm not going to drink wine." The, the Medrash says uh, that the parshios of Nazir and Soda are back to back, and that's on purpose. In the Torah, they're back to back in Parshios, Naso, and that's on purpose because a person, as, as I think it's either Gemara Medrash, the Gemara says that um that person sees the degradation of a sota and and therefore swears off wine because they don't wanna they don't want to drink wine, they don't want wine to lead to anything inappropriate. So a Nazir is right, someone who has taken steps to avoid Isurim, in not, not necessarily isra, he's added on an isur to himself, but he because he wants to avoid things that are taivadik, right? Drinking wine causes them to to bring to Arayas, etc. Now the Allah for a nazir is that he can only the only Yisr involved is he's not allowed to drink wine. But Midir he's not allowed to eat grapes, drink grape juice, etc. And That's the comparison that the Ramchal here makes, right, uh, according to the Medrash uh, in Shemot's Rabbah, uh, between Arayos and Nazir. In the sense that, just like Nazir, the issue is, what's the issue by Nazir? Can't drink wine. What's the Arayos, Yisr by Arayos is, don't have any physical anything physically inappropriate with someone who's ushered to you. But there are things that are before that. Right there's you can't eat grapes, you can't drink grape juice. Any things that could lead you to drinking wine. So so do biarrios. There are things that are could lead a person to inappropriate physical relationships, and those things are user as well. And I to of Miller that the Torah gave an example of something, and the reader is supposed to understand that that's the rule. Right? the Torah chose the example of Nazareth to teach us that when dealing with any isher that you know human nature is has a tendency to be drawn towards it. Right, so you have to put a fence. Right? You shouldn't walk up to a cliff without a railing. Right, you need to put a fence so you don't fall off a cliff. And so a chazal, and chazal understood from Hashem's examples right, that you need to make a siyag, you need to make a fence. And those fences are for our protection. And that's what the Deen of Banan mostly are. Yes, sometimes our chumras don't make sense. Uh, I was in a barbecue yesterday at Gansakar. Someone walked up with a bag of marshmallows and said, Do you eat this heksher? Now, I happen to know the Heksher. The Heksher was is a very good Heksher. And some people don't need certain Heksher or as Well, not because the Heksher is lousy, but because of politics. Okay, fine. So sometimes there are these Chumras that are a little bit, dare I say, ridiculous. But the Durabannans are proper fences for serious cliffs. And Kush Barco already shows us in a couple of places, a bunch of places, where there's something called the Syagd El-Raisa, a fence that the Torah made. So you don't go from point A to point B. The... The example here is Nazir, right, that, that there are banan made, that the chazal made, that it's proper to make such fences in areas that need them. And that Nazir is a, what's called a binyan av, it's, 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 it teaches us the rule. So we need to make fences in areas that human nature is drawn for, and the Ramchal points out that, therefore, we have a whole slew of items right, that are also to guard us uh, from our ayahs, right, touching, seeing, hearing, speaking, thinking, right, and the, the Ramchal goes on, right, to discuss... Each one of them are just on page uh, sixty-four, on page one of you if you're following along. The first one, right, the Ma'isa, right, the t- actually touch, touching, hugging, kissing, right. He says, bar," that's clear, ain't He does not need uh, to elaborate. Now, if Miller pointed out that unfortunately that may have been true back in the day, by the Ramchal's day. But unfortunately, nowadays with touching, there are plenty of gray areas. Could be back then there were no gray areas, right? And rationalizations for touching. Nowadays, unfortunately, there are plenty, right? You know, if we, we know the, the phrase derachiba, that only touching could be that only touching in a, a endearing way is usr. That phrase is thrown out around a lot in, in a lot of the chuvahs, and people use that, frankly, inappropriately as an excuse uh, for several other. Touching things, oh, it's not derechiba. It's not endearing. Well, maybe it is. Uh, for example, just uh, in France, you know, they kiss uh, on the cheek or they kiss a person's hand. Is that normal? Is that derechiba? What about a handshake? Right again, the handshake is a famous example. Right, you have Chuvas, you have Moshe, etc. A lot of people think that Moshe was fine with a handshake. I don't know. A careful reading of his Chuvas didn't seem like he was so happy with it. Uh, we would do handshakes between men and women, okay. But again, where do you draw the line? Ni- the, the Mida here of Nikius says view it objectively. It doesn't tell you one way or another. It might be mutter, right? But the goal is to take yourself out of the equation, is to view it as if, as Ramon explained, uh, to view it as if you're a Martian and you have no inclination for these things, and decide objectively, right? You could use Rambam's Chubas, you could use all the, the writings of the Chazal, right, and figure out. Right on your own. Right, so that's 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 Nagia, That's that's maisa. Uh, that's touching. Uh, that a person right certainly does have to kind of view objectively. Reias is the ramchal in the last paragraph on uh, page sixty four. So unfortunately, uh, nowadays, right, that's uh, that's much more difficult, right, with all the phones and technology, etc. Right, he quotes a bunch of chazals over here: Goron Brachos, Goron Shabbos, Right, Suqam and Mishlei. Right, that the that, that looking at women and looking at men is not usser and again he talks about here from the male perspective that these are more relevant to men as you'll see but as we explained i don't know if you guys took uh, advanced i don't remember but uh, we explained that simply because uh, men and women's brains are wired differently um that unfortunately men have much more wild imaginations so they sort more apply to men than they do for women um but okay again but that that's just how he frames it over here but basically is unfortunately much more difficult nowadays right again the gazing for the purpose of ben, of benefit, the purpose of hana, that's what's usur over here. He quotes uh, yeah, He quotes an oft-quoted gemara in, in Brachos that even if a man looks at a woman's pinky in order to derive benefit, so that's User and it sounds insane, but again, unfortunately, men have wild imaginations, and if that's what leads them to inappropriate thoughts, if that's what floats your boat, so that is Usr. Right? that is inappropriate. Um, And again, it's not also to look at a woman, but that you shouldn't, you know, keep your head down and never, ever make eye contact. That's inappropriate and that's unnecessary and probably uh, insulting. But the goal is that a person should realize that there's a slippery slope uh, and, uh, you know, should cut off any issues before they begin. I remember when I was dating uh, downtown in New York City, there was a certain billboard. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was a store. It was a it was a store. I don't remember which store, but it was inappropriate. We, I remember we walked around. Right? You could get one way to get to the restaurant. You had to walk straight, and you could walk past it, or you had to make a right and go around the corner. So all the guys, we, we was, it was a running joke. We would all make a right on whatever street it was, I don't know, 35th Street or whatever it was, and avoid the corner of uh, God knows where, I don't know, 34th and 8th, I don't know, whatever it is, right? just to avoid looking uh, at the store. So again, that that's the point, that you should kind of make, these siogim you should think about it right take the right you know f make make the right efforts to kind of avoid uh falling into these issues and, and Dibur the Ramchal writes uh and this is he's going to delineate a, not delineate he's going to deviate and start talking about something else we'll kind of like cap it here uh but he said he quotes the again on off-quoted line hamar me'isha la'atmo. anybody who talks with a woman too much causes bad things to himself Uh, And now, again, just to explain, it doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk to women or men are not allowed to talk to women. Sicha, the phrase sicha usually connotes what's called dibor betela, um, kind of like hefker speech, usually the type of conversation that creates a social connection. So that's what the, what the perik said in, in Pergavos That that's what it is. if a person does that a lot. So that causes issues, right? That should only be done in a mutter manner when a person is looking for marriage, etc., etc. So that's uh, that's in terms of speech and in terms of shmias, in terms of hearing. So then you know, right? Then then uh, then a uh, kol isha erva, right? That that's kol isha is a thing, and then and uh, that's something that a person to avoid. Okay, hello, how are you? um so so, so is going to use this to jump and deviate to talk about nibble pet and all these other things uh he'll talk about uh, yeah okay so we're going to call it over here but basically that's these are these two things that a person needs to avoid uh rationalizing and obviously it takes a lot of effort um but you know he says that when a person is, is aware of the uh the, the Isurim that a person is drawn after naturally so then he'll put in more effort uh, to be able to avoid Uh, those Yitzharahs. Alright, Mitz Hashem, we'll go you in this perk next week Um, and uh, I'll try and find a decent place to stop. I'm not sure if we'll get to the end because it really is, it's like 30 pages this this perk.